You hit record or okay, there we go. So what uh so what made you don the hair today? Don this hair? Yeah. Cause I was tired of being basic. That's ba- short hair is basic? Come on, man. Nah. No, nah. it's not that short hair is basic, is that my version is basic because I just roll out of bed, take off my do-rag and go. So that seems like an easy life to me. I mean, yeah, but I just felt, you know, I have so many different wigs. And so I just use, like, I cycle through them as I feel necessary. Mm. I'll dye my hair. I'll cut all my hair off. Now I'm trying to grow it out. But I guarantee you, maybe in another three weeks, I'll cut it off. It's like a vicious cycle. Like a knee-jerk reaction. You know, I, you know, yeah. I know more. I know a lot of people like that. It's like, oh, one minute. It's like, oh, I just decided to shave it all off today. What? Yeah. Oh, why? But it's no. One of the reasons is it's too freaking hot. That that's one of the reasons. Like they, you know, they cut the hair, and then they're like, ah, you know, I'm gonna get locks, but I'm gonna shave it off again. I'm I'm tired of messing with it. But you got an easy life though. Take the do rag off and book it. That's it. Not easy because I actually have a five head, so I have to be (laughs) strategic. Damn, my like my best friend that is like whenever she trying to clown me that is the first thing that she goes for is she talks about my forehead and i'm just like oh that's tragic <laughs> that's tragic but that's a true friend though true friend <laughs> a true friend is gonna roast you that's what's going yep. I mean, that's what it is and oh yo speaking of roasting man like people are like torpedoing this flash movie since it came out last weekend like it's really yes they are torpedoing this movie it's, it's crazy but it's got like a 90 95 audience score you know when people see are they it. torpedoing the movie because of miller or because it, they think it's okay i i'm almost 90 percent sure it has something to do with miller right mm-hmm. so so the budget was like 200 mil and over the weekend, Father's Day, Juneteenth weekend, it was, they made 134. So they didn't even go, they didn't even make budget at this point. But I also correlate Father's Day weekend and Juneteenth weekend. Everybody's outside. We get, finally got some nice weather. Yeah. And everybody's outside. So I'm like, you know what? Let's give it another week. So then I go into like these other uh, blurred groups and they was like, yeah, this movie was trash and, you know, Michael Keaton couldn't save this movie, this, that, and the third. And I was like, I think you saying this movie is trash because it's the popular thing to do. That's like, because I went to go see it. No spoilers. But I went to go see it and the movie, to me, is definitely top three, top three live action DC movie. Definitely okay. top three. Okay, so level with me stop me when i'm wrong so ezra miller is a menace for one so i mean he's dirtbag but i feel like when you look at the contractual obligations and you can't just recast them like that especially when you already filmed the movie for the most mm-hmm. part and also I feel like in some cases it's selective outrage in a way because like how many movies that we praise that has problematic actors or actresses in it? Oh, so many. 
A lot, right. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, I mean. Hey, now. Hey. I, I'm just, hey, I'm just saying. I mean, obviously, he cleaned himself up, cleaned himself he, up way he, before. He did I a complete, yeah. Complete overturn. Yep. You know, I'm not saying Ezra should stay in there, but I, I feel like with Michael Keaton and some of the other special guest appearances and cameos that's in this movie, I feel like he's doing a discredit to them or the other people that worked hard for this movie. Because honestly, I went to the flash, I went to see the flash because of Michael Keaton. That was my reason. <laughs> that will forever be my reason. That yeah. <laughs> for Michael Keaton. Whether or not Ezra did anything bad or not, Michael Keaton was my sole reason on watching it. So yeah. And he did a phenomenal job, by the way. Like when I remember when they were first talking about um the movie be, even before he had signed on. And I think that there were like a couple of promotional clips or whatever that featured Ben Affleck. And I was just like, mm, I don't like him as Batman. Oh, but you still all oh, the Batflick hate, man. The nope. Batflick hate. No, he is not my Batman. Why, why not my him? Batman. No. <laughs> why do you hate this man? Why do you hate him so much? <sighs> I, I can't really put, I just don't envision him when i think of batman or bruce wayne so either or not neither either one. or either or yeah i don't know i don't know okay so if you had to if you had to pick and you had no choice between george clooney or bat batflick which one would you pick if i had to choose between george clooney or and, ben, and ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. I I, I need to know this. <laughs> I, I need to know this. The spite in my heart <laughs> is so great that I will pick George. <laughs> oh my god! I don't like. Oh my I, really god. I do not like. It. Okay, so George Clooney, like. Okay, so like there's different ver there's different versions of the Joker that each actor who has portrayed it, yeah. you know, brings to the role. It's the same sure. thing with Batman. Um, okay. Yeah. George Clooney was definitely, I feel, along the more comedic type campy Batman, but that's how the movies were when he was in them. Right. He was, yeah, wait, was he the... So Batman and Robin? Val, Val Kilmer and then George Clooney, right? Yeah. Yep. Val okay, Kilmer. And, and then. Uh, no, okay. So Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones, that was Val Kilmer, right? Yep. Okay. That was super campy. Oh my God. But. <laughs> it was I mean, campy, but not as campy as Batman and Robin, though. Batman and Robin just. You had a you Batman credit card. You don't think it was as campy? Viva. I don't know. They, they're like right here for me in terms of like, this is crazy. They had a Batman credit card in Batman and Robin. And they literally said, never leave home without it. <laughs> <laughs> they literally said that. I, they, you know what? And they publicly did a fundraiser. Like public a public fundraiser. Oh, here's Batman and Robin. And then Poison Ivy shows up and I was like, yeah, this one. This from 1960. It was, stuff right but here. it was entertaining though. It was entertaining. It I was. don't, I don't know, I don't know why I don't like 
And, you know, it might just be because I disliked the Batman vs. Superman movie mm-hmm. so much. So much. Like, I remember seeing it in the theater and I was pissed off the entire time. I did Anytime Jesse Eisenberg was in a scene, I was like, get him off the screen. Why is he here? Why did you cast him? Like, remove him now. Like, who told him that this, his take, this version of Lex Luthor was like a good idea because he was straight copying Heath Ledger. Like he was, it was so bad. I was just like, that's not how Lex Luthor is. You, you're, you're, you're making him seem like he was putting a Heath Ledger spin on the character of Lex Luthor and like, yeah. The Joker and Lex Luthor, while both are equally crazy, they're different types of crazy. Of course, yeah. And he was just like rolling, like I was so irritated. <laughs> so, so like with Batman versus Superman, I, I remember vividly. I went to the movie to see it, and I'm like, damn, this movie is longest. And, and so, I dozed off just a little. I'm not even gonna lie. That's the first time I ever slightly dozed off in the movie and i was like yo what what did i just do this <laughs> <laughs> like i was shocked at myself because i'm going to see a superhero movie right so i saw the the ultimate edition and the ultimate edition is like way better explains a lot more gotta but also knowing how multiversal the dc universe is I, I took it as that because okay, this is an alternative version of Lex Luthor. This is an alternative version of Batman. Yada yada yada. This Batman actually kills people. So um, I mean, I, I knew he blew some people up. I, I knew some people just did not get saved. My I thing knew... is, it's like you shouldn't have to have an alternate, an alternate version of a movie for it to be good. Like it should just be good from jump. Yeah. Like, no there doubt. shouldn't be an extended cut, an ultimate edition, Snyder cut, whatever. It should just be good from jump. Like, I don't want to go back and have to sit, like, Justice League. Yeah. I was so I was so turned off by a Batman versus Superman that I refused. I, people were lucky that I actually went and watched, like, I went, went with them to go watch um, the first Wonder Woman movie. Which was good, by the way. It was good, but it wasn't as good as they were making it seem. Ah, like, yeah. They were yeah. making it seem like it was groundbreaking, like Jesus came back to the earth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> in the form of Wonder Woman. And I was like, it's not really like Nah. I, I nah. I mean it was it was good, right? It it was better than most. I'll say it like that. Yeah, um, I mean it was it was definitely <clears throat> I don't think so the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were all great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy which Suicide Squad did I like more? The Suicide Squad. With the yeah. I like The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, However, I- there is an A-year cut that we will never ever see the light of day, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. I think with, okay, with the Snyder Cut, that was that was a legitimate thing because he left because he had like some tragedy happen. But George Clooney wasn't a bad Bruce Wayne. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a bad Bruce Wayne. Um, because he has that 
like he had George Clooney as a playboy. Yeah. Point blank period. And I think that Matt, not Matt Damon. Ooh, I'm getting all of them mixed up. Matt Damon. Well, I mean, Ben Affleck. I mean, what was the name of it? What was the name of their group? It wasn't, it was like the new version Rat Pack or something. Ocean's Eleven? No, I mean, like, it was a group of actors. Oh, 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 oh. oh like, they oh. were basically like, are they part of the Brat Pack? Is that what it's called? <sighs> Don't make me lie. I gotta Google it. I can't it. remember. I gotta Google it now. Um, and I could be completely wrong. That's not what they're called. I know there is a Brat Pack. I just don't remember all the actors that are a part of it. It might have been before Ben Affleck. Hi. Yeah, the Brat Pack was before because uh, okay, it was Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael, yeah, Hall, okay, Rob, yeah, and Corey Feldman. All of that. Okay, so then scratch yeah, that. Yeah, Judd but, Nelson. And unofficial I mean, was Tom Cruise and Robert Robert Downey Jr. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's just I just didn't. I just wasn't, I'm just not a fan of him being Batman. Like, I'm just not a fan of him being Batman. <clears throat> that, that's understandable. You know what? I'm going to give Batman a Robin. Okay. I hated Batman and Robin because, because of the campiness. But I respect Batman and Robin for the campiness, if that makes sense. Because I used to watch, you know, the old series. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of that. So I was like, ah, I get what it was trying to do. And... Batman Forever, I really did like like the suit for Batman Forever, and like Jim Carrey killed it, like to me, like he killed it. Yeah, he did. Like, he he was definitely the highlight of that. Yeah, movie. but he he he. I, I heard that he pissed off Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> he was just he did not like him in that. Like he just did not like him. But um, I heard there was like a directness cut or something of Batman Forever. Like this, it's like it's longer. Like a, a a longer storyline of Two Face, and it's out somewhere, and I don't know what's supposed to be released or not, but I did hear it. It was a, like a longer version of Batman Forever, like a yeah. deeper version of it. I would watch it. I, I would. It. I would. I, I got love and respect for Batman Forever. I mean, Ben Affleck wasn't that bad to me. I'm just saying he wasn't that bad to me. Um, if you were to choose somebody else to be Batman in this. The newest uh, movies. Who would you pick? Ooh, Jesus! <laughs> Put you on the spot. Damn. Uh. Whew. I. Wow. <laughs> you know what? No, I have said this. I have said this. I am completely okay with Michael Keaton still being Batman because I am completely and utterly okay with that. And him what playing he did an in, aging Batman. Yeah, and what he did in The Flash just proves that he should stay as Batman. It's like it was just it was just that good. It really was. Especially his, his intro. Interesting if they if they decide to actually bring Batman Unlimited to the big screen. Oh, you mean like oh oh talk about Beyond? Beyond. Why did I say yeah. unlimited? Oh, I'm thinking of something else. No, Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman Beyond. Yeah, with Terry McGinnis. Ashley, I would, yeah, I would really like that. I would really like that. I mean, that'd be a good storyline, especially with Michael Keaton passing the mantle yeah. over, you know, to someone like that. But how Gotham is in the movie, I can't tell you. But 
it makes sense though. Well, did you did you watch the show Gotham? Yes. Now I still got to go back because there's some parts that I, I missed, but I know what happens at the end. But Gotham was phenomenal. That I mean, Gotham was really really good. So I'm in the last season right now. Like I uh-huh. I watch I binged watch like season one through four, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason I think school whatever, and so I had to stop. But I need I'm I'm now in a little bit ways into season five. And that's probably my favorite DC live action TV show to date. Like, and it's not even like, I mean, it's to a certain extent, a Batman origin story, but then it's also a villain origin story for all of the major villains. I feel like they focus more on the villains than they do on actual. They did. They really did. Especially with Penguin and Fish and Firefly. <clears throat> and, and Joker, well, their version of the Joker and stuff like that. I mean, I really well, did like Gotham. He was great. Um, what 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 is his name? The actor is it Cam- Cameron Monaghan? Yeah, I always know him Shameless. from Shameless. Yeah, from Shameless. <laughs> yeah that's he did a phenomenal, a phenomenal job. Like he, in terms of like Joker, I know that in his, he wasn't officially titled or called the Joker. Um. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but when you first are introduced to his character, he isn't necessarily the, he's not the Joker. Right. Um, but he does say that the Joker is an idea. Yeah. Big brain. So I did. Um, it's a state of mind. Yeah. So uh-huh. um, I would uh-huh. rank his portrayal, his initial portrayal of that character up there with Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. <clears throat> now, speaking of performances, other performances, uh, June was like jam-packed with movies, right? You had Transformers, you had Across the Spider-Verse, saw both of those. Both of those was good. Already? It did. It came out before Flash did. But oh, maybe snap. like a week or two before Flash did. Like June, have, like, June is lit with movies, you understand? Yeah. It's, t- I'm putting it like this. Regal Cinemas has pissed me off so much. Every time I walked <laughs> up in there, they don't have cherry icy on deck because it's still like circling. It's like I'm like, bro, what, what's going on? And it has limited food, uh. and <laughs> and I was like, bro, what 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 is happening? See, that's why you got to go catch the matinees when nobody's there. That was the matinee. That's the oh, point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the matinee. That's all I can't. So when I went to go see Transformers, right? All I wanted me was a uh, pizza. That's it. You're like, oh well. What you want pepperoni cheese? I'm like, it don't even matter. Just he said, let me go in back and see if we got some. I was mouth is fixed for this pizza. Came back, uh, yeah, we we ran out. I'm like, y'all got no cherry icy? Y'all got no pizza, man? What what is going on, man? I've been like, hold up, I'm gonna go to Domino's. I'll be right back. Y'all better let me back into this movie He's theater since like, can't even provide food that I'm paying for. And, and he I told want. me, he told me he was like, uh, yeah, because of the amount of movies that's dropping in June, we have an overabundance of people. That is a good problem to have because you got people legitimately coming to the movies and buying up all the concession stand food. So yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, that makes sense. I was slightly annoyed, but when I went to go see Transformers, which was very, very good, I feel like this is what it should have started with. You know, anybody I introduce Transformers to, start with Bumblebee and then go to Rise of the Beast. Don't watch all the other stuff. Don't don't do that. So did this movie take place before like 
after it takes place after Bumblebee, but did it take place before? Where where is it in the timeline? I guess. Uh, it's set in 1994 in Brooklyn. Um, so the, the soundtrack is fire. By the way, it started off with Wu Tang. That that's how that how the movie started. <laughs> but uh, um, it's so from what I understood, it is before the very first movie that that we was introduced to, the Michael Bay. So it's before that. Okay. But it's at the Bumblebee. In my opinion, you could just erase those movies from existence, honestly. I'm like, eh, you know, I, I, we don't need to see that. The one with Tyrese in it and all that. Well, my, you know, Shia LaBeouf, I, mm, don't really see it. Because after B, uh, Bumblebee and especially after you see Rise of the Beast, you kind of want to forget about all those other movies. And especially, especially the last five minutes. The last five, what? The last five minutes. Be the last five minutes before they roll those credits. That was that nice little cherry on top of some vanilla ice cream with some sprinkles on top with chocolate syrup. That's what that was. That was just that was good stuff right there. I'm just saying. <clears throat> now, now, um, also, now I know Xbox had this showcase, right? Yep. And. There's two games I'm actually excited for. I one would think Starfield would be, not necessarily. Star Wars Outlaws caught my attention immediately because I always wanted a Star Wars game like this. Like because any Star Wars game we got was about Jedi and Sith. You know, uh-huh. it was that which we, you know, we don't hate it at all, right? Right. But what about the other people? What about the outlaws? What about, you know, the Junkers, the Han Solos of the Star Wars universe, not the bounty hunters? What about them? And, you know, I watched the trailer to that and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm copping that. That's an easy. That's an easy cop that. And there was another one where it's called South of something. But I can tell it was blackity black, black. I can tell because okay. it, it was a. It was a guy, he was just sitting on the creek, like playing, but he was singing like the blues. Obviously he was black, but it seemed like he was undead or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, this young lady walks up and she was asking him questions like, hey, you know, what? this is my end of the bargain. What, I'm looking for this. And she's looking for something like supernatural, like, a, uh, but it was a monster. And it kind of like just creeped up behind her. And then she just did this kind of move and it just kind of like faded to black. And I was like, I just kind of want to see the gameplay here. <laughs> so those are two games I'm really excited about, though, for for sure. Well, I there there were so many different showcases that happened within the last two weeks. Um, yeah. So I am interested and intrigued by the Lies of P. Mm. So mm-hmm. I was getting Bloodborne vibes from it. A little, I like I I maybe. Maybe it was just the atmosphere and the character movement. Um, But it looks interesting. Um, The way I know that they talked in depth about the actual gameplay itself and how you can like the weapons are super customizable, which I thought was a little bit confusing, but the, the gameplay looks really cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I wouldn't mind checking that. Actually, you know what? I think there's a beta that's open for, or there's a demo um, that's available 
Um, and then the other one, what was the name of the other one that I liked? Um, see, now I got to go Lies of P. Lies of P. If it reminds you of Bloodborne, that's kind of like the Dark Souls-ish difficulty. Ain't Bloodborne was kind of something similar to Dark Souls? Yeah. You have died. And I just like, I like the concept that it's like a loose retelling of the story of Pinocchio. Oh, speaking of fairy tales, Fable. I so I did see that trailer for Fable, right? And I was like, hmm. Is it Fable two. It was just called Fable. It, it, um, they redid it because I remember when um, back in the day when Fable. I think Fable used to be like one of those include like it was in the game. It was like in the package when you bought your Xbox. Like it was one of those games that you could get. Mm -hmm. Um. I remember playing a little bit of it in the past, but I don't rem really remember getting into it. Um, yeah, me neither. I was never a Fable type of person <clears throat> because I I think by the time... No, no, no. Fable came out for original Xbox, didn't it? Yes, I believe so. Okay. I don't know why I didn't pick that up because <clears throat> Xbox wasn't really known for RPGs and... <clears throat> It didn't really catch capture my attention. I think some other stuff on Xbox captured my attention. Like Project I, Gotham, Fusion Frenzy. The only reason why I got an Xbox was to play Halo initially. That was that, the only reason why I got it. Halo 2, LAN parties. Yep. Put those big ass, long yep. ass LAN cables across yep. the hall, any college campus. Like, let me tell you, when. <clears throat> so I was never a traditional college student. So I was going to school and work at the same time but where my first apartment was i lived across the street from francis mary mm -hmm. so most of my friends was in francis mary so i used to go across the street and we have these land parties and you ought to know how college dorms are it's like literally you saw wires and wires of land cables like just in let's like it's like two land cables in this room and then split off and two in across the <laughs> hall and then one down here and and the door is wide open, right? We just like cussing I, each other out. I will say that I didn't have the opportunity to live in a co-ed dorm. Mm -hmm. My dad made me and my sister live in a private all-girls dorm that had tea parties on Fridays. Mm. Mm. And we had our own waitresses. Whoa, whoa, hey, hold on. <laughs> hold up, hold on, you threw me off here. <clears throat> What's the name of this school again? And y'all had waitresses? So. I went to University of Michigan, Ann Arbor, go blue. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> and I lived in the Martha Cook dorm. The it was Martha like the Cook epitome dorm. of bougie. So you had a you had you literally had a maid cafe. No, it wasn't a maid cafe. I mean, like you could be a waitress there like it wasn't like you go into a regular dorm cafeteria and you walk up and it's a buffet style and you get what you want um we had like waitresses that took our orders and then put them in and then brought us the food back wow. it was like a sit-down restaurant basically dang man that's a, yeah that's that's really is bougie that, that's that's really bougie i never was, heard of a I college mean, campus that had waitresses that's that's wild it was it was nice um the plus about it was that the uh, our dorm rooms were slightly bigger mm -hmm. than um, the standard dorm rooms at the other, and and it wasn't the only all, all girls dorm. I think I think it was the only private one. Like you had to go through a separate application process for it. 
Um, and so, I mean, there was, I think there was at least two, Helen, Helen Newberry and Betsy Barber were two other all-girl dorms. And I think there might've been one more, but I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, but I was always at my friends. They were, they were at South Quad or West Quad. That's where all the athletes were. So, mm -hmm. but we also had curfew. Yeah, I listen. If you got waitresses, I know for damn sure you got some curfew out here. Yeah, um, I remember one time I was um, <laughs> so uh, my high school friend, I got her to go to U of M, and she was like a year younger than me, and so I also got her to come and live in the dorm. She dorm with me. She was my roommate for like a year, and um, I remember she. She was braiding. She had some guys come over because she was like one of the on-campus braiders. Yeah. And so it was it was so late. And but she was doing their hair. And then we all fell asleep. And I was like, oh, you know, I have an early morning, eight o'clock class. And so, you know, they were just gonna walk out with me. So I was like, well, we have a curfew. So let's go to the basement and go out the side door because nobody's nobody's up that early. Well. Well, just my luck. We go down on like the service elevator or whatever, walking mm -hmm. through, walking through the the basement hallway to get to the side door. And who do I run into? But the um, office manager. I thought then, you were going to say your dad. No, nope. I was like, holy shit! No, no. So the office manager went and told the dorm mother who my dad made sure to have a really good relationship with. <laughs> so let me tell you, when I got back from class, why was she waiting? She was waiting at the front door 